What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is the voice of Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. Hello. And Jared Buckendall. Yo, Chips Ahoy, my friends. Ooh, I fucking love Chips Ahoy so much. Uh, mediocre. Mediocre? You're what? Mediocre. Whoa, what kind of cookie are you going for? Out of the, like, again, we're not going to those, like, ones in the bag, those Tate cookies that he was talking about, homemade. Like, it's got to be in that aisle. Chips oh. Ahoy, Oreo, like, which one are you going for? If it's in that aisle, because, like, I, I'm getting, if I'm getting cookies, I'm getting the fresh bakery cookies. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that is not on the agenda or uh, but, list right now. So. Some of us aren't made of money, Seth. We need, to th- <laughs> yeah. we need 58 cookies for $2. I was going to say, I can't even afford Famous Amos cookies. I had to get Heinous Amos, Amos ones. Cookies. Heinous Amos. <laughs> if i'm choosing from that aisle then i'm gonna get oreos because i'm if i'm getting cookies i'm getting the fresh bake ones you can't make me choose <laughs> i'm getting oreos and milk then if i'm going in that aisle okay but are you standard oreo do you want a little extra cream are you double stuffed like I like I actually just like the standard. Perfect. Uh, Me too. If I'm, if I'm dunking it in the milk and like doing the bubble trick and all that stuff. I was going to say bubble trick with a double stuff not 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 no, as good. It's too much stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Bubble trick and double stuff are two of my favorite porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, I'm I'm very curious here because you're saying bakery fresh like like a high V bakery, a local yeah. bakery, like a warm yeah. cookie like insomnia cookies. Those are good too. I like any of those. There's crumble cookies. I know you've had those, dude. Crumble cookies. I mm, they. I'm glad that there's not. They're not closer because it's it's a cookie flight, my friend. You open up that box and you have four delicious big ass cookies right in front of you. And it's also like sixty eight dollars for a dozen. <laughs> That's true. See, this is where I'm going to be a little contrarian because I we have a crumble. Crumble is out here. I've had crumble cookies and I've had insomnia and and voodoo and all the other. Or that's donuts, I guess. I've had all the Girl Scout. The, all those Girl things. Scout, my ooh, I was gonna say those are up there. See, yeah. here's here's why Girl Scouts to me, I'm not saying that it's a better cookie, but I much prefer to eat like Girl Scout cookies or Chip Ahoy's. I want to eat 25 cookies. Like if I'm if I'm eating cookies, <laughs> I want to eat a bunch of cookies. And mm-hmm. not one I can't, big one. You can't eat if you eat an entire crumble cookie. You need to go to the fucking doctor. Like <laughs> it is too, your blood pressure is too high. Your blood sugar is too high. If you're not diabetic, you will be if you eat an entire crumble cookie at once. And I am, it gets so, it's, for me, it's frustrating to like eat half of a cookie or I'll try to eat a few of those and just get sick. Like I need, I need a cookie I can eat 20 of and, and feel okay. Like serving size, yeah. six cookies. Animal crackers. I, that, I need for it to be that way. Yeah. Animal cracker is a good example. Um, <laughs> Cause they're not like sweet. Um, you know, I, I'm okay with her with have a cookie. Zero flavor. With a cookie. Well, it depends sweet. which ones you get. The animal crackers that come in that little box that you had the little uh, like rope, like, <laughs> that like handle a or whatever. Yeah, dude, those are the best animal crackers ever. The ones that you get in the giant like uh, they had extra uh, uh, tubes of, of the cheese balls that they just threw them in. Um, those are trash. Okay, that's well, what Cody you're wrong. would get. Uh, <laughs> you're wrong for two reasons. One, they come in a big plastic teddy bear. For one thing. Okay, well, they just took the same jar thing and just molded it. Yeah. But why teddy bear, though? Because animal crackers. Yeah, but it's not a zoo. Like, you're just stuffing a bunch of different zoo animals inside of the the teddy bear. So are you saying that each package of animal crackers should be a different shape and you got to collect them all? I mean, maybe. Or just don't have it be shaped like anything and put the animal crackers in there. I guess I never thought much about why a bear. Maybe the brand has the bear as a mascot. 
I don't know. Well, I think it didn't animal crackers come from the circus and bears like circuses or something like that? <laughs> no, bears I don't like think bears honey. like circuses. <laughs> <laughs> They're often in there, yeah. But okay. Actually, I'm going to be honest. I've never been to a circus that a bear has also been present, so that's kind of a false advertising. You know, I'm not sure I have either. I don't remember a lot of bears. Elephants. I feel like a lion and an yeah, elephant and a giraffe. Yeah. Bearded ladies. Yeah. That's why I go. I like animal crackers, but I'd rather eat a bearded lady, you know? <laughs> Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, Jared, the correct answer is Chippehoy Chewy with the red package. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like the Chewy. Those Chewy ones are way too, like, processed for me. If I'm eating one of the Chips Ahoy, I'm doing the, regular, you know, stand or, like, Reese's. They have a good Reese's one. I'll get those from time to time. Yeah, yeah. But don't they have a... Ch- it's like a dark... It's a it's a, a chocolate the cookie with Reese's, but it's chewy too, right? Chewy creeps me out. Like, they have to have some weird sort of chemicals in there to make it like that consistency. I don't like it. You just don't cook it at a at a million degrees. Uh, you, you just no. slow cook it for less time. There's less cooked. They're just a little, just a little yeah, more there, there's two different ways chewy. of doing it. I think, yeah, Cody, your, your way, the, the, the slower cook or whatever, let it uh, do its thing. But also, I think that if they overcook or they're like, oh, we have too many chips ahoy they just keep them in like a ymca locker room (laughs) are you asserting that the chewy cookies are stale (laughs) no 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 no. i actually like the chewy ones i'm just saying you gotta moisten them up somehow see i get i think the the standard chip ahoy is too dry for me so i I guess we just have different we're just different on the dryness spectrum where we like it because i need a cookie to be soft enough that it's not going to produce a bunch of like dry crumbs a lot of crumbs yeah and i agree with that if it's fresh it's the it's the weirdness of the chips ahoy for me of being in like a package just sitting on the sitting on the shelf forever like it has to be there has to be some sort of additional preservatives in those that are not in like the high v ones that you get or whatever that are that are made made in the bakery maybe I, honestly i've never seen how they bake cookies in those places so I've, yeah. I've no i just idea. thought they showed up in those yeah plastic containers because I was going to say, there's like those, I really enjoy like the uh, the sugar cookies that you can get in bakeries like that. The ones with the thick ass frosting on top? Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to, to, uh, to convince me that there's not like a bunch of chemicals and stuff in those. Like there's, yeah. you know, those. I'm feel... sure there isn't anything. Yeah. So I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the, uh, maybe if anybody out there is listening as a baker at like a, uh, a grocery store bakery or a, a, a typical more typical bakery uh how are you making those cookies because that's a lot of them i have a hard time thinking that it's like grandma's recipe and they're just doing tens of thousands of those a day and selling them all but maybe that is the case i don't know but i'll take a chewy chip ahoy i'll eat a box of them shits like in a day if you let me but i also don't do the i i probably would be on team reese's uh, chip ahoy but those are good i don't like a chocolate cookie well, they they make them, you know, regular cookie, with uh, just Reese's in them. They make chocolate ones too, but and I think those are the chewy ones. I think okay. the chewy ones are chocolate. Oh, you're um, right. Oh, che- here we go. Chewy Chip Ahoy with Reese's, and they are the the not the chocolate cookie. Maybe I just went to mm-hmm. a shitty grocery store because that's they a just contender. didn't have the variety. They've got chewy Chip Ahoy's with Reese's in them. That's that's a serious contender here. I'm gonna have to try these out next time I get groceries. Okay, I'm I'm a bit confused, and maybe I'm getting all in my in my headspace. But uh, is a regular Chips Ahoy vanilla? I don't think it's vanilla. It's I think it's just like or is it just cookie? cookie. It's, it's just, just cookie. cookie. Yeah, cookie flavored. Yeah. Weird. Do they make? Yeah. What is a what is a? <laughs> is it just cookie? Like How do you what describe is the, the taste of like a default cookie? Yeah. yeah. 
It's just cookie, right? Yeah. Well, there is vanilla extract in, in I think, like all cookies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's but not they driving just, they the don't, bus. They don't just sell cookies, like plain cookies, really, do they? I mean, they're shortbread cookies, but I, that's shortbread. And I th- wouldn't a regular cookie just be sugar a sugar cookie? cookie? Maybe. But then you put sugar on it and or that fucking three-inch thick yeah, layer three of Yeah, three-inch, yeah. Enough to build a house. <laughs> I remember ordering the uh, off Gold Belly, the ooey gooey ones or whatever they're called ooey gooey gooey. it was like nothing but the middle cookies or whatever something like that warm in the i can't remember what it was called but it was like cookies were it was all gooey on the inside so like the whole thing was like a gooey inside cookie and they were huge and i got like eight of them or something have you have you done any uh gold belly adventures lately or is it was that like time and place yeah, that was that was a big pandemic one. That was fun during the pandemic because I would just get a bunch of delicious ass food sent to me. <laughs> Everybody else was sitting at home. Seth was traveling the world on a cold. Yeah. <laughs> I I I basically ate through all of the deep dish in Chicago uh, that they had to offer, and then I dabbled in some New York pizza and some New York cookies. I think Seth, we should we I think we should put in the queue for a, a cookie tournament if we haven't done one of those. Ooh, Ooh. that'd be great. Because there's a lot of we good. Also, I'm looking for cookie flavors, and there's a bunch of rank lists out here. And there's a lot of. I'm just scrolling through the names of cookies. You'd you'd recognize a bunch of them if I just read them off. There's a lot of mm-hmm. lot of cookie types. We could definitely do a fun tournament there. I, this also just reminded me talking about Gold Belly. We never did that, which I think is still on there. Oh that, that yeah, ice cream chicken, the fried chicken ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we should do that. Yeah, we'll have to add that to when we get together again on our uh, couch vacation. <laughs> Couchcation. Couchcation's getting an upgrade with the home theater next time. Oh my god. They put Sour Patch Kids in Chippehoys. Oh, what? What? No, thank you. What? No, thank you. Yeah, it's literally just just exactly what you're picturing. It's that. It's just a Chippehoy so you ha- with it's, Sour Patch Kids crammed. It's in a there. gummy middle? I hate when people do that. I, th- no. I guess it's probably pretty gummy. They're, it's, they're advertising it. It's, it's, it has the sour, sweet, gone thing. I definitely don't want a sour cookie. Ugh. I don't always see eye to eye with you guys on cookies in general because you guys are oatmeal raisin haters. But it's true. I think we yeah. can come to an agreement on Sour Patch Kid Chippehoy's very, very, very trash. bad idea. Absolutely yeah. trash. Terrible, terrible idea. Not quite as bad as uh, oatmeal raisin, but still pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure didn't they make Swedish fish Oreos as well? Probably. So, so those are like in Oreos. the same. Those are yeah. Those are that's in the same realm of uh, take out of package, Dude. place directly into toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Oreos just they they'll do anything once they're they're like that <laughs> they're that girl you date in college yeah. <laughs> oh, oh they like I, there's so many weird fucking flavors that they have like I mean they have red velvet which isn't that weird but like they they're doing all these different colors birthday cake they had Lady Gaga flavor like what the fuck was that yeah there were sparkles in that one yeah I've always wondered what she tastes unicorn like. shoelace they're like all these different kinds unicorn shoelace. <laughs> Pimento, pimento mustard. Ugh. God. I think I just threw up a little. (laughs) I am a big Oreo fan. I want to lead with that. Oreo, quit it. Just quit it. No Oreo. One of you guys may may disagree with this. No Oreo is better than just Oreo. (laughs) True. There's there's not a single Oreo they've come out with that, that the majority of people said, you know what? This is better than the original. The one that I would hear an argument about is double stuff. But that's just mm. more Oreo. But, like, there's not a single other flavor that I think... I, I, I would bet anything that no other Oreo flavor sells better than just standard Oreo. Probably. 
I get why you got to start. It's like Mountain. I think I say the same thing to Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is fine. It's not great. I don't love it, but it is what it is, and I know what that is. And I don't prefer Mountain Dew in other color. It's not like oh, I really hate Mountain Dew, but Baja Blast really gets me to the Mountain Dew p- part of the store. Like no, uh, I guess you got to change things up and whatever. But I think they're wasting. They shouldn't even have an R and D department at Mountain Dew. <laughs> just make fucking Mountain Dew. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, Mountain Dew is exactly what Oreo is doing. Like, there is so many crazy flavors now. There's, like, limited edition ones. They're like, hey, we, uh, this one's exclusive to, like, Witch Witch. I'm pretty sure that there's one that only is at Witch Witch now. What? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it's called, like, gold. It, it was a yellow color when I, last time I was in there. And I was like, what like, is this? They're going to start doing exclusive, like, sodas with, like, uh, like all these random, like, fucking Jim's convenience stop. And then it's going to be, like, fucking uh, gasoline, uh, <laughs> like, gasoline extreme or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Wow, there's a Mountain Dew, no lie right now, a Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot. Oh, my God. So it's Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Mountain Dew. They're worse than Oreo. Yeah, these Are people they... need to be stopped. So, by the way, the Witch Witch one is uh, Mountain Dew Vibe. There we go. what that's called. It's lemonade-flavored, and it's yellow. Which, and it probably isn't bad. What? That's probably It sounds decent, but, like, why? Yeah. And it's not Mountain Dew. At that. Like, just name it something else. Um, <laughs> right. You know, give me Mountain If I want Mountain Dew, don't give me Mountain Dew, you know, and then insert subtitle here. Just give me the fucking Mountain Dew. Now, there's a really good chance that... I don't know dick about marketing and the marketer, the marketers of Mountain Dew are just so far above me. I can't understand their complex complexities. That said, it seems to me like a bunch of dumbasses are running the Mountain Dew marketing department <laughs> because they're like, what do people that drink Mountain Dew also like? And, uh, someone's like, Oh, they like skateboarding. And I think the average marketer would go, Oh yeah, we should have some skateboarders in our Mountain Dew commercials. But that's not what Mountain Dew does. They say, we should put skateboards in Mountain Dew. Like, that's what they fucking do. Like, the, the flame and hot, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Mountain Dew fans are also fans of Flame and Hot Cheetos. Oh, but without I, a doubt. Not, not one of them asked for it to be in the bottle. Like, I, I mean, I don't. They, they probably did. I mean, these people are probably eating Flame and Hot Cheetos and sucking down Mountain Dew. They were like, I just want to do it all at once. Oh. Save me the chewing. If I ever say something like that, kill me, please. Just kill me. <laughs> I, it's a cry for help. End my life. I am deep on this Mountain Dew uh, 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 well of uh, exclusives now. You went down a dew hole? I went down a dew hole for sure. <laughs> um, so there is 14 exclusives that are at random ass places. <laughs> Sam's Club has one. KFC has <laughs> one. Get this, Dollar General has one. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, the mo- the most random one on this list, no lie, and it kind of sounds good. Red Lobster. No, they have a, don't they tell have us what du- it is. Don't tell okay. us what it is. Give us a few of the of the like specialty ones, and I want uh, I want to see if we can guess which one goes with uh, Red Lobster. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you four here. All right, Mountain Dew Dark Berry Bash. Mountain Dew Legend, the Dugarita, the Dugarita, I'm in for that one, and the Mountain Dew Southern Shock. Which one is it? I know it's not Southern Shock because Southern Shock is what you call it when you find out that your cousin is your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! One of those is the Red Lobster one. 
Yes, one of those four is the okay. red lobster one. Do you want me to read them again? Yeah, one more time. Okay, we have um, Mountain Dew. Do it in a southern accent, please. All right, we got to hear Mountain Dew Dark Berry Bash. Mm-mm-mm, bashing them berries together. We got Mountain Dew Legend for all you winners out there. Uh, quarterbacks of your high school football team 30 years ago. All right, we got that Dugarita for anyone trying to get a little crazy out there. And this one for all you sweet cheeks and honey... <laughs> Honey, honey dippers, baked <laughs> honey baked hams. We got that Mountain Dew Southern Shock. Dude. I feel like it has to be Southern Shock, but probably not. To me, the one that makes the least sense out of like, what does that mean? Is Legend. So I'm gonna go with Legend. Which I'm thinking, like, that's an awful name. Like, that's what does terrible. that even mean? <laughs> that's it the does. worst. I hate it. I think it's the Barry one. You okay? So, uh, Seth, you were on Legend, and Cody, you are on one. that Barry Bash. All right. The real answer is the Dugarita. <laughs> no, fuck Red Lobster? Yes. That sounds like Chili's. No. Yeah, dead chili. serious. <laughs> oh, that, you know what? That should have been Chili's. I bet they lost on a bidding war. But Red Lobster, 2020 to present, Red Lobster has the Dugarita. The, it's a margarita, the very first al- official, first official alcoholic Mountain Dew drink before they rolled out the energy drinks uh, in the last, like, six months to a year. Yeah, the, the seltzers. Yeah, the seltzers. I'll give you the the places for these other ones. So Southern Shock is uh, exclusive to Bojangles. Um, okay, that tracks. That might be what a little. What is Legend? Okay, Legend is exclusive to. Hold on, a Sam's second. Club. Uh, no, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. That okay, tracks. That makes it's sense. a blackberry lime variant. Also available in their legendary Long Island cocktail. Oh hell yeah! Let's you can go. mix that up, yeah. And then Ooh. the berry berry bash is Applebee's and also Cosmic Wings, but I'm assuming Cosmic Wings is like one of those Applebee's ghost restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I think the Applebee's one sounds the best. And also, I would buy a mile, buy a country mile. I would rather eat at Applebee's than any of those other places. Like, oh, you're, yeah, you're like, what's your favorite cheap cookie? My favorite, like you know, mid-tier uh, uh, dining out place, dining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Applebee's for sure not close. Oh, yeah. Good. And I mean, what else would even be in that genre? B-dubs would probably be in that, right? Chili's. I think B-dubs, Chili's. Um, Chili's, Outback. Outback would be in there. What about Olive Garden? Yeah, that's in that. Yeah, that's I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. I had an Olive Garden. Gina and I went to Olive Garden a couple weeks ago. Enjoyed it. I would like Olive Garden, but uh, I much prefer Applebee's. At Olive Garden, you're here, and your family. <laughs> hey, family, pass the breadsticks. I think the coolest name, though, of these exclusives, KFC has the best one. It's called Sweet Lightning. Oh, <laughs> That's what they called me on the football team in high school. <laughs> and here's Cody, Sweet Lightning Michael, taking them all up the middle. Really thinking it was going to be a gravy flavor. I mean, if you're going to do one soda mm-hmm. from a KFC, you have to do the gravy, right? Like, that's... I would do. Ugh. I would do. I would drink a gravy flavored Mountain Dew. Oof, gravy flavy. I I, I, I truly flavor. wonder if Mountain Dew is like hurting because like these flavors no, are. But like these, they someone got hired there in their R and D and is insane. It's like it thing. is a mad scientist because these just started happening within the last ten years. It's it's because oh. people fucking. They see Mountain Dew. It's because Baja Blast, for one, it was it was exclusive for such a long time as like the only the flavor you couldn't get in stores. Mm-hmm. 
and then it became like a thing. People like we have to go to Taco Bell to get Baja Blast. Like people would go there for just Baja Blast, and then as soon as they started expand expanding, people kind of like followed that trail along, and then like Code Red, like all that shit. Um, I think just like the name Mountain Dew, like it's like Pokemon. People have to catch them all. They have to try them all. Like we have to get all the Mountain Dews. We gotta mm-hmm. go to Sam's Club and get fucking giant pallets of their dumb bullshit. But let's go to Red Lobster, honey. I gotta get that Dugarita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever eaten at a Red Lobster. I have no interest in going to a Red Lobster. It's just no. not my, not they my kind great of great biscuits. I'll tell you that. I've heard good things about the cheese biscuits or cheddar you biscuits. You can buy those and make them at home. They they sell those in stores. Oh yeah. See, I just do that. Yeah, like if I'm no gonna if I'm gonna then. intentionally go for like seafood, I'm gonna spend more mm-hmm. than I than I would at Red Lobster. That's I think that's why I don't ever go there. At Red Lobster, we're not selfish. We sell fish. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the Dugarito becomes available outside of Red Lobster, I will be the first to get it because I I know I just shit talked all the not Mountain Dew Mountain Dews, but I do and I think Code Red and Live, Live Wire taste great. I just wish they weren't called Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Dugarita, I is the is the perfect counterpoint to everything i've just said like disregard with do garita for any of the other stuff mountain dew should only ever do regular mountain dew and do garita <laughs> i i'm fully bought into that one i i don't know why it just sounds it's fun to say i'll give you maybe one of the grossest flavors uh exclusive to the 2021 holiday um mountain dew gingerbread snap yeah there was, did you have it i never tried it but we had a bottle it in the house a gingerbread cookie flavored Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. Isn't that PepsiCo that does Mountain Dew? Yeah. Do a gingerbread yeah. flavored Pepsi. Pepsi, yeah, that. that would make so. It's just cinnamon Pepsi then. I I don't know. I don't know. Pop, like soda to me at, at all. Like in general, like unless it's a, a Pepsi at a at a movie, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not drinking. It's it. a no go. Yeah. I was gonna say, Cody, you're probably the one that drinks the most soda of 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 us three. Easily, yeah. But I'd like. Probably three out of every four sodas I have is a Pepsi. So I, I don't I don't do like a bunch of different types. Uh, I do like a Dr Pepper every now and then, and I'll I'll do the vanilla colas. I, I really enjoy those or the cherry colas. But I don't branch. I don't get into the like the. That's f- a young. It's a young man's game. Yeah, I, I loved them when I was a kid, but yeah. yeah, it's not it's not my thing. By the way, uh, Mountain Dew or no, it's not even Voodoo is uh, apparently going to be coming up for Halloween twenty twenty two. That's the uh, speculation. Yeah, what's speculation? There's not an official, like, uh, you know, an official official description from Mountain Dew, but it says uh, taste testers have described it as tasting like nerds. I don't know about that. I have never been interested in nerds flavored anything because I don't think nerds have flavor. Oh, no, it's just sugar. It's all candy. It's it's colored sugar. I don't know if you could pay me to eat a box of nerds right now. <laughs> like I, I can't do that anymore. Mountain Dew Liberty Brew, described as fifty flavors in one. <laughs> what are we what? doing? So they made a suicide. They they legally <laughs> sold a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> what is going? That's on? That's exactly what that is. Like, oh my we're gosh. at the point in society that we got bored with all the food we had, and we were just <laughs> yeah. like, let's turn all these terrible flavors into soda pops. And people are going to just guzzle them down their fucking throats. And it's going to cause so many fucking diabetes and all kinds of terrible things. But you know what? At least you got to fucking drink gingerbread cookies. Yay, yay, yay. I've, I've developed three theories about the Mountain Dew. One, because you said a lot of these exclusive flavors have started in the last decade or so. I think the Mountain Dew marketing department is in Oregon. 
Because when people started being able to legally get high, that's when we start. And I think the Mountain Dew marketing department is just two guys just <laughs> sitting on a couch somewhere watching YouTube. And they're going, that'd be funny if we put that in Mountain Dew. Yeah. You think we could do it? Or no, not even that'd be funny. I think it would taste good. Would you think that'd be good with Mountain Dew? And then they make it. And they put millions of dollars into it. Um, kind of like the Dorito competition where you have to make up a flavor and they might make it. Oh, Except yeah. Except they, they had a contest and that, those, that pair of idiots... Beavis and Butthead basically were installed as the marketing executives for Mountain Dew <laughs> forever, lifetime. Second hypothesis is they might still be high, but instead of like, we might be kind of cool if we did this, I think they're trying to test America. Like, how dumb is America? Will they will they eat fruitcake flavored Mountain yes. Dew? Yes. Turns out, yes. Or will they drink it or whatever? So I think they might also be testing how dumb what if we it, are. It's just a giant social experiment at this point. Yeah. And the results of which I don't think are going to be encouraging uh, as far as the, do you, the future of, of mankind is concerned. Do you think that maybe what actually causes the downfall of society, like the, the fucking virus that actually you know wipes out everyone, is going to be a Mountain Dew flavor? That someone... like They get too crazy. Yeah. I could see it. Like Mountain Dew X. Yeah. There's a deleted scene in I Am Legend, actually, where it's revealed that <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew is what caused it. The fucked up thing is... Whatever the the world-ending disease is, Mountain Dew's probably also going to be the cure. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone, anything could survive when it was like... The original. You can't find... That's, that's going to be the problem, is the original Mountain Dew is going to be impossible to find because the shelves are going to be filled with all these fucking terrible random All flavors. the variants. And, yeah, <laughs> and the and the only thing that can cure the the whatever the, the terrible concoction is that causes the virus is the original Mountain Dew formula, which is like impossible. They lost the note card that it was on years ago. <laughs> that's actually a lot. That's a lot like my third Mountain Dew theory. And you just helped me expand upon it. My third Mountain Dew theory is that 2015 to now Mountain Dew is like 2000 to 2010 movies. There was a whole bunch of good movies that came out in the decades prior. And in this particular time period, we're just going to make movies based on the dumbest shit you've ever heard the wackiest weirdest dumbest any any movie that you can fucking think of is getting greenlit slash mountain dew flavored and now we're to the point where there's too many dumb weird movies out there and in movies not yet in mountain dew but hopefully soon it's going to be the nostalgia period where yeah there's all these other mountain dew flavors out there and they're fine but like let's just remake the original uh maybe you do it maybe just color it blue but it's the original Mountain Dew. And then uh, all the nostalgia people will be flocking back to that. So I think they're just shift movies forward like 15 years and that's where Mountain Dew's at. They're just throwing everything at the wall before they eventually revert back to just having the classic. Um, And where you helped me expand upon that is it gives me an MCU theory. Um, Mm. All of the fucking timelines and universes and duplicates and variants and all this other stuff, they're all just different Mountain Dew flavors. And the only way to fix the MCU slash Mountain Dew is for the original regular Mountain Dew slash Iron Man to just kill all the rest of them and let's just go back to having that one. <laughs> there's way too many to keep track of. I don't want to go to that store to see that one or that app to watch that one. Just give me the original one and put it in the store and let me go get it. This is the sound of me stepping down from my Mountain Dew slash movie soapbox. I will say uh, I'm very proud. That's the longest tangent we've ever been on. I was going to say, we just, we just squeezed a half hour out of Mountain Dew and cookies. <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, let's go with pride. Let's go with pride. Um, in case you were wondering our opinions on uh, uh, cookies, mid-tier restaurants, or um, Mountain Dew flavors. <laughs> <laughs> I know enough about our show 
that I'm not going to even remotely suggest that that's the dumbest thing we've spent no, that much time no. talking about. <laughs> but if anyone's, if this is like the first episode people are listening to, I wouldn't be surprised if that's their thought. Uh, <laughs> and for those of not you who would say, what other podcast is doing this much time on Mountain Dew? I was going to say, this was a very educational, I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know the, the invention of the Dugarita. Uh, I'm very, uh, we even got a education there. Jerry yeah. came up with a game for us, too. Yeah, it was a cool, fun mine. game. Yeah, look at that. On the fly, baby. <laughs> Easily a record for how much can we get out of the random noise Jared makes when he's introduced to people <laughs> in the show. <laughs> this is, this is be- easily your best one, my friend. You're, you're getting better at it all the time, too. <laughs> Truly half of our episode is done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which means it's the perfect time to do some announcements. Because, uh, you know, we do those at the beginning of the show. Um, no one's going to hear these announcements because they left 15 minutes ago. But... <laughs> Two exciting things uh, for the folks at home. First of all, had a couple of you guys uh, reach out and ask, when are you going to be live again? We have your answer. August 24th, it's a Wednesday, um, out there on the JBuck Studios YouTube page, at Jared Buckendall. Entertainment Outhouse, we're going to be uh, mostly reviewing movies. We'll probably do some bullshit and uh, live video. You can jump into the chat. Chance to win some prizes. Uh, also gives me a deadline for actually giving out a bunch of prizes I owe people. So it'll be fun. We're looking forward to being live with y'all again uh, coming up soon. Also, less of a firm announcement, but Gridiron Grunts uh, will return this season for the NFL season, Ugh. which is set to begin in just a few weeks. We're going to be uh, making some changes to the way we do that show. Um, we're still ironing out some details, but we're very excited um, to talk some football um, uh, more for this season. I have a lot of bragging to do about my world champion la rams so um keep an ear out for more to come on gridiron grunts but uh for those who may be wondering uh we will be back with that show for the 2022-2023 nfl season that's it for announcements for now again keep an eye out on the website sociallyconstipatedpod.com and check out our social media profiles uh both for socially constipated and our personal profiles which you can find on the website you can also become uh a member of our email list and or Become an anchor wanker um, and kick us a couple bucks a month to keep the show going and growing. Really appreciate those of you wankers out there who may be listening now. If you're the type of person who skips the initial announcements uh, and skips ahead to chic tweets, welcome to the show. You're probably very confused. There were a lot of announcements. I'll just say that. (laughs) But now it is finally time to get into uh, hearing from, you know, one of our favorite Twitter accounts at the underscore iron chic. Let's get to chic tweets. I call you a punk. Iron Cheek listening to some classic rock over the weekend. He says, I love the rock and roll, but the fucking jukebox, baby, costs more than a dime. Get your shit together, Joan Jet Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> when was, what's, so what's inflation? When did that song come out? Um, I would say 1971. For I Love Jared? Rock and Roll? Uh, I'm saying 73. Okay, so Jared's going to win, but neither of you were very close. It was 81. Nah, oh, wow. I was 10 years. Yeah. I meant 81. Is the, I didn't carry the one. Oh, you misspoke? Yeah. All right, Seth, you win. Yeah, um, give him the point. Give him the point. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, what Probably. is inflation from 1981 to today? I would say 68 cents. Whoa, for a dime? Yep. No, it's like 42 and a half. <laughs> it is... It's the simplest math, but I just used my calculator. 
So um, according to the first thing that pops up on Google, one dollar in 1981 is worth $3.26 today. So for a dime, the Sheik is right. It actually, uh, the jukebox cost 32.6 cents. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we both so, lose, so we both lose. Wow, 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 wow. They're going to have to update the song, so how would it go? Um, so put another dime and another dime and another dime and then six and a half cents in the jukebox, baby. Or you could I, do. I don't think it's going to work as well. <laughs> put some doge in there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put 10,000 doge in the jukebox, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I can't imagine wow. people right now. I, Because I had, I mean, I had... I had like four hundred some dollars with the Doge when it was at its highest, and I've only put in like twenty bucks. I don't feel bad about not cashing out because it like was such a little amount of money. I can't imagine the people who had like an ass load more of Doge uh, for such a low like initial cost when it was like that high. That that yeah. would be tough. Yeah, it would be really tough. Because that that shit is worthless now, and it probably will oh, never man. get back to where it was. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm looking at the chart right now. I didn't realize how high it actually was and how it's low. Like Seventy cents at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, jeez. I mean, I'm at like get out, man. Like if you had bought it for that point zero 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 whatever, get you're done. You're set for life. But I originally bought it like four cents or something. Yeah, which I yeah. mean, you still can make a little bit right now. It's at seven almost. Yeah, I could cash out now and make a few dollars, but. At one point, I could have cashed out with like yeah, like four hundred and eighty or some shit like that. Damn, off of twenty dollars. Yeah, it would suck to be one of those people that dumped a bunch into Dogecoin and then lost their ass. I don't feel bad for them. No, because because that's like if you bought a thousand lottery tickets and you won the Mega Millions, you don't you don't take all your Mega Millions and and buy more lottery <laughs> tickets. Like you won. What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. like give you, up when your money goes times twenty. Like it's especially because the time to Dogecoin, get out, honey. <laughs> Yeah, once you make that much money, get out, honey. That's, once your that's money what I always t- say. Once your money's times 20, get out, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's solid financial advice. And I say this as a person who I like I gamble. I'm not I'm I I don't I'm not a good gambler like I win a bunch of money and then lose it often. The reason I don't feel bad for these Dogecoin folks is you got to know you're gambling mm-hmm. and like treat it as such. You know what I mean? Like like honestly your attitude Seth like yeah it went up and came back down but you're like ah whatever you know right but like anyone who's gonna be like pissed off because it's like oh I, I really thought Doge was going to the moon and now <laughs> it's worth six cents it's like it's <laughs> I I truly do think that sooner than probably many expect a lot of these coins are going to there's gonna be like large-scale lawsuits and and criminalization for this kind of thing because it's a Ponzi scheme it like Dogecoin oh, specifically. Yeah is a Ponzi scheme. And I, it shocks me that people aren't like, there's commercials about like crypto, like crypto.com or whatever. They've oh ma- yeah. The one with Matt Damon. Like, yeah. Matt Damon. And <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> I was like, is that part of the commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon yeah. I just caught him. He, he's hanging out with Pikachu and uh, <laughs> Hitmon Chan. Yeah. Wow. Is he going to be in the fucking the fantastic oh four, gosh. but instead of flame on, he'll say Damon. Yeah. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. When when uh, when he's playing in the street and then a car comes, he goes, "Dame off." <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is very specific about the topics it chooses, and crypto is not one of them. So uh, we of course need to move on, especially because we're in chic tweets. Shouts out, shouts out to the chic to uh, to for starting us down a Joan Jet rabbit hole that ended at Dogecoin. I call you a punk.
whenever <laughs> Matt Damon's watching uh, Helen Mirren on TV, whether it be a award show or a movie, he always says, Damon. Oh, Damon. my God. That's oh, Holy it. shit. That's solid. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Does he say the same thing when he's uh, watching that movie with Quasimodo in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a little bit more of a an easier reference than Dame Helen Mirren. Yeah. Is Helen Mirren a... You might be thinking of Dame Judy then. Is Helen Mirren a... I don't know what you call it, what maybe, the thing is that right. makes you a dame. I don't... Is she one? Let me look this up. Is now. she American? Is Helen Mirren American or is she British? <laughs> I don't think so. Do you know, Jared? <laughs> no, but this is the most wild episode and I love yeah, it. Yeah, she is a dame. Thank God. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was born in West London. It is... It's episodes like these. Um, uh, I... I have I have diagnosed ADHD, um, and so I feel comfortable saying that uh, I, I don't I don't diagnose you guys. I don't think you have that diagnosis necessarily. I have undiagnosed ADHD. I think whether or not we each have it individually, this show has ADHD, <laughs> big time. And uh, I don't know who's in charge of emceeing the thing and keeping us moving through topics, but that guy's not doing his fucking job. Yeah, next time we start a podcast, let's think about uh, uh, making the uh, the schedule guy someone who can focus on a single topic. That'd be a good oh, idea. I like these. These are <laughs> I have way more. Yeah, fun these are the these. fun ones. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what the fuck. How am I supposed to come up with a title for this episode? Is she a dame? I guarantee SEO dame just on. put Oreos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm, if, I'm shocked. I am shocked. And you know what? I'm willing to bet this exists. Okay. One of these two things I would bet money exists. Which one do you think it is? Mountain Dew flavored Oreos or Oreo flavored Mountain Dew? The first one. 100% the first one. I think I've seen Oreos. Yep, they do exist. Boom, baby! It's a... Can you buy them? It might just be like a recipe somebody cooked up. I see it's like a bunch of how, how to make... You know, when you just said it's a recipe someone cooked up, you know where my brain went? It literally went to Jesse and Walter White being like, we got to cook. And it's them making Mountain Dew Oreos. (laughs) There's going to be Mountain Dew meth at some point. (laughs) It's probably already used to cook meth in a lot of... Yeah, maybe that's why they're trying to get all these different flavors because they're running low on the the original stuff. I, think I just want Hillbilly Holler to make a make a run at a, a big comeback. Yeah. Dude, store brand sodas, I'm here for for sure. Or Hillbilly Holler. You know how it's kind of difficult to like p- describe the flavor of Mountain Dew. Like they say lemon lime, but there's something that doesn't capture a Mountain Dew. Mm-mm. I think that Mountain Dew is just meth flavored. Like we don't do Probably. meth, so we don't know it. But if they made a meth flavored Mountain Dew, I don't think it would taste any different. Does meth have a flavor? I don't know. Any meth heads listening, uh, jump into the chat below and uh, let us know if meth and Mountain Dew are similar. You know what? That Right there. I'm surprised that drugs have not followed Mountain Dew's suit. We're still talking about Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we got to move on. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, uh, I think marijuana... There's interest in the flavor of marijuana. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be the one that maybe it that's is. the closest. Yeah, I have I have to I I, I can't get off a of Mountain Dew. <laughs> when is the last time you that's actually drank a Mountain Dew? <sighs> uh, 
Mm, it's got to be a decade. I'd have to say the same. I've had Mellow no. Yellow a few times, so if that counts, but like at restaurants. But I haven't like I, hunted down a Mountain Dew <laughs> in at least a decade. I want to say, I want to say, Dew in the wild. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reel mine back. Not a decade. I feel like 2014. I had one. That makes sense. Because I'm thinking time, place, who I was hanging out with. There was definitely a Mountain Dew at one of those places. Sounds like you got some wild friends. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo, crazy. <laughs> um. They're all dead now, but uh, they drink a lot of yeah. <laughs> Probably when it, uh, they had that that Mountain Dew flavored vodka, the dude or whatever it was called. Oh, or, oh with three olives? Yeah, three olives. Uh, yeah. And then I had that with Mountain Dew, and that was probably the last time I had Mountain Dew. Man. You know what's so funny? About five minutes ago, I was going to bring that up, and I'm like, they wouldn't know a damn, like, they're never going to know what that is. Oh no, Seth bought it. Yeah. And it was in our freezer for like two years. Yep, that's the exact same as us. We had one drink with it and then we never drank it again. Yep. Interesting. We're all living the same life. I think it was like a punishment shot for us. That and the Hawkeye bacon. Yeah. Yep, Hawkeye bacon was another one. God. When I Googled for Mountain Dew flavored Oreos, um, I found a, there's a Reddit thread that I think is, it perfectly puts a button on the Mountain Dew thing. It's, it's from only two months ago. So someone came to the same realization as us. Um, the Reddit post says, Mountain Dew is the new Oreo. Change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we may be wacky, but at least we're not original. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's the exact thought. We could have just found this Reddit thread. Well, I'm just going to post this podcast in this thread. You should. Yeah, do it. Man. This whole thread, actually, it's dedicated to people looking for and finding different flavors of Mountain Dew. So, like, hey, I found some of this at that store. <laughs> Which, if you don't find yourself on this Reddit, uh, go to therapy. I, I, that's the only thing I can recommend. It's game time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to jump into another one uh, that is a newer, I think it might be our newest game. Uh, so, Seth's going to have to refresh us on the rules Um and don't be confused by the title of this uh, game. It's called SoCo Show. <laughs> Just keep it going. Top five. Top five sound. Just keep that easily. Going. I'll keep it going. Tell neither Seth nor I studied music theory ever, but you did. I think this this little ditty here. I, I remember watching you punch this into the piano. I'm gonna play this this part again. Tell me that you can't picture the protagonist of the movie getting out of bed and just going about their business and getting ready with this as the theme over the opening credits. I was feeling it. Like, you remember that movie with Michael Sarah where there's two of him? It's like his alternate personality. Um, that that movie with like that nerdy, like 70s aesthetic with all the yellows and browns, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that gives me that vibe. And I have no idea how, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where he pulled that from, Seth, but it was gold. Oh, anyway, funky, I'm told there's a game. Yeah, the funky vibes from within my soul. Uh, <laughs> the SoCo Show, uh, what this game is, for those who don't remember, uh, we have I've I've created a show out of a comedian 
a musical act uh, and an actor. Um, Put them all together. They are the SoCo show. These guys have to guess who the uh, each individual act is uh, based off a series of clues. Um, so it'll be three clues. They get easier. Uh, they, you, you get better clues as it goes on. Um, you buzz in by saying your name. So Jared, when you want to you when you want to give your answer, you say Jared. Cody, when you want to say your answer, you say Steve. So okay. perfect. All right. Um, and you get you get points based off of which uh, clue. So like the first clue, you get three points. If you get if someone gets it on the first clue, you get three points. If you get it on the second clue, you get two points, and then the third clue, one point. If we miss, do we get another chance or are just, we just one done? per one per round? You get one gotcha. per one per clue. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you get to guess again with the second clue. And yep. Then, yep. So they refresh after if no one can get it. I think Cody won the last time we did this, if I remember right. Um, do you want to guess first for the comedian, the musician, or the actor? Ooh. Let's do the comedian. Comedian? All right. First clue is this comedian was born as a Whitney in Nebraska in 1963 before taking on a new profession. Can you repeat it? Yep. Born as a Whitney in Nebraska in 1963 before taking on a new profession. 63. And you don't lose points for guessing, too. So you each get uh, one. Guess. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yes. guess. Oh, mm. can I ask a clarifying question before I guess? No, nope, um, that's all you get. <laughs> are, are, we able, are you able to book people in the afterlife? I was uh, just going to ask that, too. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yes, they can be any. It'll be any. Okay. I'm, my guess is Bob Saget. That is incorrect. Damn. Can you, can you please repeat it one more time? Born as a Whitney in Nebraska in 1963 before taking on a new profession. Damn. Okay. I thought I had it, but then the year really threw me off. Um, uh, let's let's uh, Rodney Dangerfield. That is incorrect. All right. Second clue. This will be for two points. This, uh, this comedian spent the 2000s as a health inspector and a tow truck. Steve. Jared. I heard Jared first. Fuck! Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Damn it, I knew. Ah. Did you, Cody, did, did you think of it with, uh, after, like, after Jared was going with his first guess? It was, uh, so no, okay. the, I thought I did, and I thought somehow it was going to be Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. Because mm. um, I was just going through my list. I was doing the same as Jared. I was trying to figure out who would have been born around that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your the second clue was a. I was on. I was on. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy too. And yeah. So, the age. The age entirely threw me off at first. I'm like, oh, it's Whitney Cumming. <laughs> because it, huh. born as a his last name was Whitney. It was Dan, yeah. like Dan Whitney or something like that. Gotcha. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. I don't know if ever if this is super common knowledge yet. Totally faking the accent he has oh, on yeah. stage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I think is I have so much I used to really enjoy Larry the Cable Guy when I was like 13 and then quickly grew out of him but I have a tremendous respect for him as a comic for committing that hard to that bit because there's a lot of his fans that don't know that and Oh I, yeah I gotta Well wasn't that. wasn't it a thing where he was just like an average kind of comedian and then someone that he was on the road with was like just do that that's good and then he just decided that's going to be my persona essentially Probably yeah that's I mean if I don't know the story, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's exactly it. Because you've seen that. I mean, you've seen that with other comics. Like, 
any comic that has a signature bit or whatever that they do or like a character that they are um my bet is almost all of them if not all of them we're doing that as one of several things and that's just what people you know people responded to you see it all the time uh actors get typecast into action movies because they someone liked the first action movie they did or whatever mm-hmm. um I, I i hope it seems like he does i hope he likes it because if you didn't like doing larry the cable guy Oof. oh my god yeah <laughs> i think he does i i mean he's done so much of it at this point that uh, would be your own personal hell though if you didn't like it <laughs> yeah i mean get to spend that money though money still spends no matter what yep <laughs> um the last glue was got or done, which you probably would have got off that, with Them Idiots, which apparently they did a tour called Them Idiots on the Blue Collar Tour. Oh, yeah. I think the Them Idiots was, like, later. I think it was without Ron White from what I saw. That makes sense. Yeah, I've right. said it before on this. Uh, as, as much as I wish it wasn't my stand-up comedy origin story, I, I Blue Collar Comedy Tour was, like, if I had to trace me doing mm-hmm. comedy back to the origin, it's it's that. Yep. <laughs> it's wild, right? Jared, since you won that round, would you prefer to go guess a, the musician or the actor? I want to go a musician or music group, band, whatever. You, ooh, okay, be, because be I'm glad. Like okay, musical, I'm glad you colored. act is what. There I we say. go. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And this tells it right away. This British American rock band debuted with a self-titled album in 1977 that went five times platinum. Uh, Jared? Yes? Is it the Ramones? It is not the Ramones. Damn. Um, Steve. <laughs> yes. Led Zeppelin? It is not Led Zeppelin. Oh, fuck. Alright. Second clue. This musical act had double vision with their second album in 1978 hitting their peak at number three on the charts steve yes oh fuck boston that is not correct damn it um uh oh my god this is a bad guess uh jared is it abba (laughs) it is not abba damn it all right we have the final clue this group still performs today and it still to this day feels like the first time. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> it's foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I had I had it I had it in my head. Um I confused myself because I thought, oh, I know that song. And then the song I was thinking of, I think I ha- I think I have the lyrics wrong in my head, because I was hearing it as tunnel vision in my head. And I was like, Oh, double vision must be a different one. Um but yeah, no, I love foreigner. I oh, think I can help with this whole uh, uh, ghost horse, dark horse situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Co- uh, Jared, you're still up two to one, but Cody won that round. Uh, it doesn't really matter because we had the last category anyway. <laughs> so you don't get to pick anything. Uh, we have the actor. All right. This actor moved to New York City in 1975 to study acting after an injury ended his college football career as an offensive guard. What was the year? 1975 is when they moved to New York to study acting. Shit. Man. As hmm. an offensive guard. Can you just do the whole thing again? Yep. Moved to New York City in 1975 to study acting after an injury ended his college football playing career as an offensive guard. Oh, uh, mm, no. And you can make a guess. 
<sighs> okay, uh, Jared. Yeah. Is it Rob Riggle? <laughs> it's not Rob Riggle. Damn. <laughs> Uh, okay, Steve. <laughs> yeah. James Earl Jones. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love these guesses, though. <laughs> Man, we're all over the map here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Second clue. Uh, th- this actor was the first guest on Late Night with Conan O'Brien to promote his time in Bedrock. Steve. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yes. John Goodman. Yeah. Yep. Oh, baby. (laughs) For three for the win. Yes. LeBron James at the buzzer. That, he was doing the Flintstones. We just talked about that recently, didn't we? Yeah. Like outside the show. mm -hmm. I watched the first episode of Conan, and uh, he was the guest to talk about Flintstones. Yep. What a great fun fact. Right. Like, that's that's just legitimately a fun fact, for me at least. (laughs) And then the last clue would have been, uh, which yeah, you probably you guys probably would have got this one pretty easily, has played the head of the Connor family for over three decades. God, has it been that long? Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I mean it was off for you know a couple decades in there, but you know the totality over three de- it came out in '88, I think. I never realized how big that show was. Oh yeah, that was huge back in the day. Yeah. Before people were being account held accountable for like. Uh, 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 what do I want to say? Like derogatory language toward the other. Like back back when you could still make fun of gay people for being gay or handicapped people for being handicapped um, or different races for being different races. Back when you could still do all that, America was all about Roseanne. Oh, was like, yeah. <laughs> that's what they were doing. In that. Fucking, uh, you, know, you, know who, you know who had the only show bigger at the time? Tim Allen. Home and the Blue Collar Comedy Tour shot out of that like a fucking yeah. cannon, too. Let's go back to the good old days, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, times have changed. Everyone's so woke now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On who? These goddamn soy boys out here. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel nuts! <laughs> oh, no. Damn, you beat me by one. Yep. I knew I needed to get it on that clue, so I was, I was quick to the buzzer. So I guess that means I win the SoCo show feels fitting uh <laughs> nice job as always with the game this week seth the soco show will return <laughs> okay the <laughs> before we go to one more thing which we'll do the Larry the Cable Guy thing reminded me of something from the first part of the show. Um, and I didn't say it then, but I, I can't resist. I love, Jared, that your go-to Southern accent is like deep, like not quite Texan, but like deep South Georgian. Like um, <laughs> It's like a foghorn leghorn type Yeah, Southern. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like a mouth full of, you know, it's like uh, uh, Daniel Craig in um, uh, Knives Out. It's like that guy. Um, what's he? What's he called? LeBlanc. The LeBlanc. Uh, it's that like uh, dignified uh, mouth full of something. Got something. a nice sweet thunder. Got a drink from the <laughs> local KFC. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm pretty sure it's deep down. Uh, Looney Tunes has like probably imprinted on my brain for that one. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It sounds very Foghorn Leghorn. 
And I, it's a sharp contrast to my go-to Southern accent, which is What's a yours? Kentucky one and is a little more sharp uh, and less like mouthful. So like my, my accent is a little more like this. Little a little more, high up. Yeah, a little high up and then a, a round <laughs> off. Uh, round off the vowels like you know i'll extend the o's but i'm still gonna round them off at the end whereas you're gonna leave the o's hanging i'm out. gonna leave them down here yeah I'll but i'm gonna round out i gotta get to the bottom of that oh i'll tell you right fucking now give me that mountain dew southern shock right now. Yeah. i drank so much mountain dew southern shock i gave my sister a southern shock and it was amazing oh brother. wow sir that is wild All right, i do man. declare i do i do i do declare <laughs> Oh my. oh, oh my. my. You could do a good, uh, you're not far from a really good McConaughey, Jared, I think. Me? Add that, add that little Texas whistle in there. And I think, uh, <laughs> that's, you know what? Texas that's, whistle. oh man, ooh. <laughs> gotta, usually I gotta pay a handful of biscuits for that one. <laughs> Bada boom. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> No sense. <laughs> this is the dumbest show. <laughs> One thing I do wish I wish I was really good at accent or uh, impressions, accents, stuff like that, because that's always fun. Yeah, it's it fascinates me so much. It's one of those things. I'll admit to not being very good at it, but I wish I was, and I will always try. Like. It's a, it's a good hole to get in on TikTok, actually. There's a lot mm-hmm. of really good accent and voice acting things that are fun to just kind of mess around with. And um, there's a very good... I think this was my one more thing on an episode like a, like three years ago. Um, there's a really good YouTube channel. Um, I can't remember the channel, but they do like real life experts in something will talk, will like watch scenes from movies. Uh, like a lawyer will watch law scenes in movies and say like how realistic it is or this wouldn't happen or this would. And one of them that they've done like a handful of times is they have a, a accent expert and he breaks down how well the actor is doing the accent from that place. And he talks about it like really mechanically, like um, the Texas whistle thing I learned from there because it's like you have to keep your tongue toward the front of your mouth and just let the air go out your teeth. You don't push it out, but you just let it happen when it does. And... Um, uh, <laughs> I, I can understand the mechanics of it, and that is enough to keep me like interested in it. But I, I can't do it very effectively. But I can know mm-hmm. how to do it. Um, I get sucked into that often. It's very good watch if you're into the you know accents or the voice acting thing. It's I'm always super fucking impressed. Uh, the guy on Saturday Night Live doing Trump right now is <laughs> getting the sound of his voice right is is one part of the accent and, and thoroughly entertaining and and impressive. But the the way someone because. You can you can sound like Trump, but you can't know when he's gonna do like his noise or like yeah. yell at the top yeah. of his lungs and then bring it back down into a whisper like this. Like that's a whole other that that's an impression, not an accent. You that know? yeah, that fucking grovel that he does there, <laughs> like that thing always fucking kills me. God, if you haven't seen, uh, is it Brian Austin? I'm going to get his name stuck in or confused with some other three named guy. Aaron um, Taylor Johnson. James Austin Johnson. That's what it is. Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> um, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, oh, it is Tommy Lee Jones. Actually. Mm. It's that guy. Um, no, it's uh James Austin. Johnson. Green. Johnson. Yeah. Gary. I see. I wanted to Wait, say James it's Austin double Green. Johnson. 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 James Austin Johnson. 
right? Oh, Austin Johnson. Yeah, James Austin Johnson. Google uh, or YouTube Henry. him doing <laughs> share <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Share uh, <laughs> Madonna. I do like Madonna. Uh. Sunny and anyway, putting putting YouTube James Austin Johnson Trump and there's like three or four. Yeah. They let him do it for like ten. At when he first came on, they would give him like on the side of the screen, they would give him a rundown. And I don't know this for sure, but it seems to me like what's happening is he's doing the live impression and they're giving him a cue card that only has one word on it. Mm-hmm. And he has to continue to do a Trump rant and arrive at that word. And then they'll give him a new word and he's got to go from there to the other one. Um, and when he was doing them, right when he first started doing the impression, um, they would put the words in order on the side of the screen. And at, Oh, so you knew the words. You knew he what he was oh, okay, going to okay. arrive at. Um, and it looks like the most stupid, random, unrelated list of words on the side of the screen. You're like, why is that there? And he'll just be in the middle of a rant. Oh, we love Kim Kardashian. Big butts here in America. We like him a lot. I like to squeeze him. And uh, <laughs> they're as American as apple pie, American as apple pie. And apple pie is the word under Kim Kardashian. Yep. And he like, he winds these weird. And so to do that while doing the impression, it's infinitely impressive. It's one of my favorite fucking things to watch. I just realized in the middle of saying that I was digressing again. So uh, accents are fun. Um, let's do one more thing. <laughs> but I'm down to one more, one more thing. My one more thing, um, I want to go back to the Mountain Dew. Uh, oh, my I do God. Think, no, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm say, I, think, I think we I can really about. crack this Mountain Dew topic open. Yeah, we've Let's just cracked open a 30 pack Dew. Have a good day. Yeah, it's time to ride the lightning, baby. Uh, Woo, that's sweet, sweet lightning. Yeah, it me loud. Hit that trailer, trailer park sounder, or trailer talk sounder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Waka waka. The <laughs> my actual one more thing. I was gonna have this as a longer topic, but uh, uh, we don't have to talk about it at length. One of the things I've noticed lately, and I'm on a new side of something that I used to be on the opposite side of. Um, back when I was uh, single and and dating and and like trying to pick up girls in bars and things, um, in my like early and mostly in my early and mid twenties, um. One of the things that drove me really fucking nuts was that uh, if you introduce yourself to a a girl or woman, a young woman, um, I used to, I used to have this principle that you don't have to ask women if they have a boyfriend because a woman with a boyfriend will tell you in the first three sentences that she has. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's never, I have a boyfriend. It's my boyfriend and I dot, 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 dot. And it always used to piss me off um, because I was like, maybe I just like want to have a conversation with just you. Um, and I get it's fair to assume a guy coming up to you in a bar is trying to smash. And I get trying to like get that off the table quickly. Um, well, I mean, you're, you were holding a GameCube, weren't you? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, trying to smash. <laughs> smash, I'm smash Bros. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking for a Princess Peach out here, you know? Um, <laughs> and it always used to piss me off because it's like, uh, I always thought I was being disrespected by uh, basically they were saying like, I know you're only here for one thing. Let me quickly get away from that for, for you. 
And I came up with this thing at a time when I was like, I'd, I'd welcome just having a conversation with a woman even if she's in a relationship. Like, I'm not going to just turn around and walk off because you said boyfriend. <laughs> um, so it pissed me Bye. off when women, when women did that. I'm on the other side of this now because I'm, I'm catching myself doing it a lot. Um, I'll be talking to someone I've just met and something will come up uh, and it, it, I relate it to Gina. And so, I'll, oh yeah, my girlfriend, this and this and this, and I'll say something. Um, I noticed it today. Um, and I think I might, I think I, I have a new hypothesis on why women were actually doing this. And it wasn't, I got to get this man out of here, which again, totally reasonable if it was that. Um, what's happening to me today is I was talking to someone at this event I was at and we were getting along really nice. It was a woman, she was attractive. Um, we were getting along really nicely. And, um, uh, I don't think any onlooker would have said it was flirty or whatever, but the, at the first scent of any flirtiness, I very quickly was like, oh yeah, my girlfriend and I did it. I did the exact thing that I used to rage about. And I thought about it afterwards. And I, I think for me, where it came from was, was I feeling flirty and guilty about it? And so it, it, I was saying it to myself, like, <laughs> like ah. you're, you're being a man, get quit it. <laughs> um, and I had to like vocalize that. And I need to think about that some more because it was just today. But I don't know if you guys, I don't know if, if I've talked to either of you guys about the whole, you got to bring up your boyfriend or girlfriend thing. You can't just have your own fucking conversation about your own life. Um, but today I saw that from a new angle and I was like, huh, maybe I should rage. And I haven't raged about it in years, but um, if I could go back and talk to younger Cody, that's maybe what I'd tell him is uh, maybe they're just so, maybe they're just attracted to you and they feel guilty. So they bring it up to remind themselves uh, that uh, they shouldn't be flirting with this hot little piece of milk chocolate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or follow me here it's out in the open so if any hanky panky happens it's not my knew, fault you knew from the beginning loophole <laughs> fucking love that <laughs> loop loopy all right uh yeah you know what that is a that is an interesting thing i don't my brain's wandering um my one more thing <laughs> do yeah I, no we're not going back we're, we've gone too far um Anyway, you know those Mountain Dew commercials? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, my one more thing. Uh, HBO Max, they have this new show, and this man needs to be stopped. So Nathan, uh, is it Field Fielder? Uh-huh. Fielder. So, he, you know, he he, did, he had his own show for a while, uh, Nathan For You, where he would find, like, essentially a struggling business. Personally, I think give them the worst business uh, advice ever, and then they would go for it. But unfortunately, or not fortunately, unfortunately, uh, it, it would work a lot of the times. Uh, very obscure stuff. So uh, HBO Max, for some reason, gave this guy a truckload of money to do another show kind of in the vein of that. It is called The Rehearsal. And this, I don't, I want to know what the pitch was for them to give them this man money. Because it is baffling so essentially the concept is have you ever been scared of maybe asking someone out confessing something a job interview just a conversation a confrontation that you don't want to deal with Uh but you get to rehearse that and when I say that, you truly get to rehearse this thing. So that uh, Nathan, he goes out, he finds someone, he talks to the guy, and he's like, so uh, you'd say this conversation is going well. And he's like, yeah, kind of, why? And he's like, well, I've rehearsed this. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I've rehearsed this dozens upon dozens of times. 
do you remember when someone came by your apartment a couple weeks ago? Yeah, we 3D scanned your apartment, built that apartment on a soundstage, hired someone that looked like you, and I've been practicing this conversation for weeks. What? And this is just the entry into the show. And I'm like, what is it? And the guy doesn't know how to respond at all. He's like, what? But again, they've rehearsed, and it is baffling because they are going between what's actually happening in the conversation and what he had practiced at some point. And again, maybe there's some editing tricks or whatever, but the conversation is exactly how he thought it would go. <laughs> it is what? weird. So that is that is such a great way of to introduce you like this is the show. And then it goes off into this dude story. And again, I don't want to spoil anything else because I feel like I gave away too much already. But they, the budget, the the almost mismanagement of budget because <laughs> they built his apartment to the crack in the wall. Like the same books on the shelf, the same doors, everything. It is crazy. And each episode, I'm curious on where they're going to go, what they're going to do. But this first episode was like someone wanting to admit something to one of his friends, but he didn't know how they'd react. And it is crazy the different ways this show goes, just not only from the technical standpoint, but from the almost psychological when you take when you take a step back because again you know you you're nervous about these conversations and moments in your life when you take a step back oh it's not actually that bad but if i were to write everything down and practice this you'd probably nail it 99 percent of the time <laughs> yeah this it's it's a fascinating premise is it like in air quotes real or is it act or are you getting the impression that that Everyone, like the contestant or whatever on the show, isn't actually in on the same joke as like, you know what I mean? I'm convinced it's as real or fake as Nathan for you because I always felt like there might have been a little bit of they knew what they were getting into. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely a cluelessness of uh, like awkwardness to them because, again, you know, he's he's really good at that dry humor very just deadpan so a lot of the times they don't know how to really respond to him um if it is fake it's pretty darn good acting yeah i love dude nathan for you is fucking this guy it it, it reminds me of, he reminds me of tim robinson um who has uh, i think you should leave on netflix mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those things i'll watch his comedy and i will laugh my head off and I don't really know why. Um, it's, it's a weird thing to try to place why it's so funny to me. And whenever I'm in that situation, early Dimitri Martin was this way for me. And now yep. I've got a pretty yep. good understanding of Dimitri Martin. But um, at the time, I didn't get it. And so all that is to say, <clears throat> I think Nathan Fielder and like Tim Robinson might be actual geniuses at comedy. And and it's weird, we're not used to the shit, but you give a you give a, a an actual a person who's that good at comedy enough money to do what they want to do and you get this really specific so weird fun stuff. Like the guy um Joe Para. Seth, we've seen some of his videos. He's like that really kind of uh monotone guy who just like uh, whittles yeah. and like looks at birds and stuff. And that's funny <laughs> in a way I can't understand either. And I'm like, this, this is next. I, it, it's, 
it's like watching an NBA player play basketball. It's like, I, whatever it is makes you that type of comedian, I don't have it. Like, I can do the best with what I've got comedically. They're on a different fucking plane entirely. Um, oh, yeah. Fielder is, it's, it's I, I would probably describe him as a genius if only because I don't understand how it works. <laughs> and I'm not sure it, I will you, ever. Exactly. And I think that that's exactly how I kind of like halfway through the episode, I was like, this guy is truly a genius and if he wanted to he could be like a mad scientist he could be evil you know mm-hmm. but uh it is just you can just see the the gears in him working but it's so like again just deadpan across the the face i don't know it if anything give the first episode a watch because not only is it hilarious but like just how they actually got this like to work to film to to get the money to make this is crazy <laughs> it almost makes you like, hbo does this too like um last week tonight with john oliver they're often doing like these crazy like they bought all the russell crowe divorce yeah, auction yeah. stuff like i think i'm sure there are a lot of examples of it not working out that we don't hear about but you do see a lot of examples where just give a comedian a bunch of money and let them spin gold because like a lot of comedy is very like cheaply like there's not a budget for it. But you give these guys enough money to do shit like uh, perfectly replicate an entire apartment for a stupid reason. Um, I love it when that works out. I can't wait to watch this. I haven't seen any, but I saw you had done a TikTok I think on it, and <laughs> I think I've never heard a truer sentence than somebody needs to stop Nathan Fielder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My one more thing is just a quick uh, book slash audio book recommend. Um, uh, we, I think we've talked a little bit on the show that, speaking of comedians, uh, we're all fans of Conan O'Brien, uh, his podcast. Um, and on the show, on the podcast, his assistant, Sonam Obsessian, is on, the sh- uh, on there, kind of like his sidekick. Um, and she just came out with a book called The World's Worst, Assi- World's Worst Assistant. Um, and then there's the audio book and all that stuff too. Conan writes the foreword and it's all about her time as work, like working for Conan. And, uh, I mean, like she really is a terrible assistant. Like she didn't do her job very well. Uh, but like, it was way more about her and her friendship with Conan and like basically like kind of being more, even more like an emotional assistant in a way of like not putting up with his shit and, um, which made him one, it just entertained him, but you know, made him better and how they became like really close friends and all that stuff. Um, a lot of funny stories in there. Like, Sona's actually super funny. Like, she has been, in the, she was in the entertainment industry and was trying to get into it and stuff before even uh, being an assi- his assistant and, like, would help write on the show and stuff like that, too. So, she's funny. Uh, she's actually a pretty funny person and she uh, her writing's funny. Uh, but some really interesting stories, too. Um, just in general. And she kind of talks a lot about how not to be like a dickhead in entertainment, which it seems like a lot of people are. Um, she's like, here's how you cannot be a dickhead because she worked for the one of like the funniest people in entertainment and he's nothing but nice to people also gives them shit all the time, but in a joking way. Um, and she also, you know, has that philosophy too. So some interesting tidbits, some cool stories, funny. I'd recommend it. Did you say it was in audio form? Mm hmm. Awesome. And Conan writes the foreword and reads also reads the foreword too on the audiobook. And Sona reads it? Yep, she reads the book the book itself, yep. This is definitely going in my queue. I've got a couple road trips coming up. I really like her on the 
the podcast <laughs> and uh, any behind the scenes Conan stories. I'm glad Conan is getting flowers right now. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think the last couple of years and, and re- like there is a lot of appreciation around Conan. Cause like, yeah, you said like uh, one of the funniest guys out there, Conan by the end of it might be like, we might have to wonder if Conan is like America's American, the greatest comic in American history. Like mm-hmm. I think at some point we might have to wonder if that's the case. Because everything he's been doing since before we literally before we were born, and mm-hmm. it's fewer and fewer people that you can say that about now, um, and to always be relevant and stuff. But it's a good point. Like if anybody has the resume to be a dick and not get judged, it would be right. Conan. So right. I'm interested in when you said that. Like here's how not to be a dick. I'm like okay, yeah, that's that I'm interested in, um, and I like Sona in general too. But that specifically, I, I think is yeah. He said. Uh... He, an audio or a book is is something he wants to do soon, so I can't wait to whenever his comes out because he's there's a podcast he did, um, or he was on, it's called Inside Conan with uh, it was two of his head writers on the show, uh, like his late night show and stuff, um, hosted it, but he was on it uh, with his producer Jeff Ross, which is not the comic the stand up comic who looks like a penis. Um, he, he, different, not different my Jeff, penis. <laughs> different Jeff, Jeff Ross. Um, and, uh, they, they, they were going to talk about like the entire kind of run of the show and they literally just got through like in an hour and a half only got through him getting the show, the original <laughs> late night show. That's all they got to. Um, and there's like 20 years plus more of stories in there. Um, so like, I cannot wait for whatever his book comes out. Oh my God. It's going to be longer than Obama's. <laughs> yeah. Well, Obama has another uh, volume coming out soon, so or I don't know soon, but at some point. Oh yeah, no, it'll be longer. It'll have more volumes than Obama. His, yeah, shit, his, his shit's only eight years. <laughs> That's true. Well, really good stuff this week. Uh, World's worst assistant by Sonam Obsession. I'll link to that in the description box. Um, the rehearsal with Nathan Fielder. You can check that out on HBO Max. And uh, by the way, my girlfriend is a is a comic. So. <laughs> but I'm down to one more, one more thing. You know, with one more thing behind us, that means we are wrapping things up. Don't forget, live entertainment outhouse over on the J Buck Studios YouTube page, August 24th. It's a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, we'll get a link out there sometime soon. Keep an eye out for that. Hope to see you live um, and joining in the conversation in the chat box. Uh, I think we might be able to potentially do like the call-in thing. Uh, might be able to bring, you know, bring some of you listeners on to the show show. So we'll see. Um, I don't overpromise, but I do often. Uh, <laughs> keep an eye out anyway for August 24th, uh, Entertainment Outhouse Live. Also, more to come, more detail to come on Gridiron Grunts for the upcoming NFL season. Uh, Seth and I will be back to talk uh, pro football all fall, winter, um, and into the spring. Basically, weekly reasons why the Rams are the best team ever. So keep an eye out for more on the uh, sort of rebooted gridiron grunts for this season. Uh, in the meantime, don't don't forget to also go check out J Buck Studios everywhere. You can find it at Jared Buckendall, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, everywhere, Facebook. people, everywhere. YouTube Shorts, TikTok channel, Facebook Reels now, Instagram Reels. All of a sudden, I'm gonna have some OnlyFans Reels. I don't even know what those are, but we're gonna make them. Ooh, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself saying, "Are those reels?" <laughs> <laughs> and I can assure you, they are. So don't miss out on the great stuff uh, coming out from J Buck Studios. Uh, 
But that's going to wrap us up for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Share it with a friend if you want to confuse them. Um, but in any case, we'll see you in, uh, in a week with more random, hopefully funny podcasting. Uh, again, that's it for us this week. For Jared Buckendall and Seth Ott, I've been Cody Michael. We'll see you next time. Bye.